Okay. Okay. All right. Ready for number three? I got to keep my energy up because apparently I I don't sound as confident as you or something. <laughs> I don't know why. I can't remember what the, com- the comment was, but I I need to match your energy. That's what I it is. think you I already you already like jumped the gun. We didn't even do our welcome. I, I know, but I just wanted to get the energy in there. I want. All to right. Think. So welcome to another episode of our Technicolor Life with Carrie and Jeff. And here we go. Okay. I think that energy. Whoa! Wow. Okay, I'm That's ready. a lot. No, I'm just trying to match you. People don't understand. It's like somebody made the comments like you don't have as much energy as Carrie. It's like uh, nobody has as much energy. As I Carrie. don't know. You might top me on this one. This is just this week we are talking about a bunch of projects we are working on. Our next road trip. And somebody's return to radio. Ah, yes. Well, you know, briefly. We'll see. I don't know. Terry Miners called me out of the blue and said, hey, could Beesman make a guest appearance on my show? And I was like, yeah, I guess he could. See, now this is something I meant to bring up from like episode one when I said somebody had a velvety radio voice. Well, that wasn't me, yeah. folks. It was this handsome devil right over yeah, here. Well, so yeah. back up, before you even get to doing the Beesman, which I think you're going to have to tell a lot of people, well, not not the cool people. The cool people know who the Beesman is. But start from the beginning. I want to hear about your career in radio, because I think it's fascinating. Well, it's not that fascinating. It's pretty cool. I started when I was uh, 17 years old. I was in high school, a senior in high school. Started working at uh, WPDF with Herb Arms, and uh, Herb owned the local radio station here in Corridon. It was just, I mean, th- this thing didn't have much more power than a light bulb. But <laughs> but we had a good time. I think it was a 500-watt station, I think. But uh, anyway, it was WPDF, and that's where I started. From there, I worked at various other radio stations. Um it became WJDW. They sold the station. Dennis Hill, who may be listening in yeah, Michigan. Yeah, hi, Dennis. Um, but worked for Dennis Hill uh, and uh, and John, um, which I can't remember John's last name. That's terrible. But uh, they owned the station for a while. I worked for them. Then I moved to Louisville Market. Worked at a few radio stations in the Louisville Market, um, including WAMZ, where I was Cactus yes, Jack. I was just going to say, you had one of my favorite radio names. Coyote Calhoun gave me, gave <laughs> me that name. Cactus Jack. Isn't that great? It's like... We need another character for yeah, you to play that's Cactus know. Jack. Like, I forgot even how that happened. I think I, I said, do you want me to go by my name? No, no, no. He said, oh, no, you're going to go by Cactus Jack. You're going to be Cactus Jack on WAMZ. I said, okay, I'll <laughs> Which be Cactus Jack. leads us perfectly into how you started doing voice work for terry you because you just yes. slipped one in yeah so just right there uh, the, voices the voice, the voice yeah <laughs> um yeah terry was on whas and he was working afternoons which he still is and he signed a new contract yeah. and he will be working into year i think his his 70s now i think he signed a contract go get him miners yeah i think he signed a six-year contract <laughs> so that's awesome not very many djs have survived that long, especially at the same station. Mm-hmm. But Terry's just a very unique individual. And uh, if you know Terry Miners, if you don't Google him, uh, just do a search for Terry Miners, M-E-I-N-E-R-S. And he's, he's a nice feller. W-H-A-S Radio 840. He's been on there for years and will retire from there probably. But anyway, uh, one day I was in the hallway walking to my job at uh, WAMZ, and uh, saw Terry in the hall. I had I'd heard that Randy Davidson, who used to do the voices for Terry, had uh, decided 
that you know he'd had enough he he decided to leave so that left terry without a voice man and when i saw terry in the hall i said hey terry um you don't know me but i've listened to you for years and if you need any voice work i'd be happy to step in and do some voices that randy had done for you and terry's like okay yeah sure whatever so (laughs) i I said i said would you like me to leave you a cassette oh i love it on on your desk a mixtape a mixtape i said i i I can you know work up some kind of a an audition tape for you and he said yeah yeah that's fine just put it on my desk so i could tell he wasn't very impressed so i i created this cassette left it on his desk and the next day he sent me a message or called i can't remember but anyway he was like, you know, I think we can probably work something up here. So that's how it began. I started doing voices for Terry um, after Randy Davidson had left. The man of a thousand voices. Yeah, so Randy was really good. But um, I, uh, I, I'm i not quite Randy's level. But anyway, started doing voices for Terry. And uh, it was a time when Bill Clinton was president. And I was doing Bill. And, uh, and Ross Perot. Yes. Ross Perot was really big back then. I would do it, Ross Perot. Um, so, uh, uh, Ronnie O'Brien, I love Ronnie oh, O'Brien. Oh, yeah, Ronnie O'Brien, the Elvis impersonator. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're fantastic, and I mean that, Terry. Thank you. Uh, so there are several different characters that I did through the years for Terry, but, but you started doing voices a long time ago because you, I did, I, mean, I did, yes, I did. I, I, that's kind of, I don't know, when I was in junior high, a little Rich Little, yeah, I was becoming like a really big fan of Rich Little. I used to love Rich Little and his impersonations, he had his own show show and uh, I used to try to mimic some of the voices that he did and that's kind of how I got started and I remember I did a talent contest when I was like I think I was 15 or 16 but um, it was a talent contest and I did all these voices and I don't know I mean it was for a bunch of kids so they probably didn't even know oh I, I bet was it doing. was fantastic no, I, they, I mean I was doing you know Humphrey Bogart and oh all, wait all I do old... hold on give our give our uh, listeners a little bit of your Humphrey it's pretty good well, sweet on, thanks. You remember the strawberry incident, of course. Yeah. I got my very own Humphrey at home, and I also have Clark Gable. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. And sometimes Cary Grant shows up. Judy, come on, Cary Grant. I mean, oh. I can do Cary Grant. You don't think I do a very no, good Cary Grant? No, I will take that back. That oh, was okay. a pretty good Cary Grant, but you know who my favorite Gary is. Grant. Who's your favorite? Oh, come on. I think you've played him 10 times. You want the moon, Mary? Oh, Jimmy Stewart. That, that was that was me. That <laughs> wasn't Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> Although I Jimmy, think I Jimmy do Stewart, a pretty good... You, you, you want the moon, Mary? That's, that's an older Jimmy Stewart, though, that I'm doing right now. It's just when Jimmy was a little bit older. But Hey, yeah. that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, no. I think between the two of us, we could clean up with a couple of voices. I, I don't have it. that many. Yeah, yeah. Eh, you know. Yeah. I do a little Catherine and a little bit you of do, Grace Kelly. You do a pretty good Catherine Hepburn, yeah. I have to admit, so that's not bad. And you're can't sweet ice cream out of a bowl like everyone else in the world. Your Grace Kelly's really good too. Do your Grace Kelly. Oh, what's the, my favorite line? Um, well, if your opinion is as rude as your manner, I don't think I care to hear it. See, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Not bad. Not bad. My now that first Catherine Hepburn, that was more Kate Blanchett playing Catherine Hepburn from The Aviator because okay. I love. Her Catherine Hepburn. Okay. Well, thanks for the explanation. Well, there you Shall go. we move on? 
let's move on. Oh, I was going to go so anyway, into that's, some that's about Yeah, that's about my voice uh, work that And I so the Beesman came back this uh, week. Yes, the Beesman came back. Terry called and said, hey, can you do another Beesman? Which, for the, those of you that do not know, the Beesman is Joe Beesman Hall. Um, and honestly, that is his middle name. I know people wonder, it's like, because he called himself Joe B. Hall. He always abbreviated his middle name. He was the coach of Kentucky for the University of Kentucky Wildcats mm-hmm. for years. And um, he uh, he retired and still he was such a, a big character in Kentucky that people, you know, they, they just loved Coach Hall. And so we started doing this bit about, and I think Randy actually started doing Coach Hall. Yeah, that's the way it was. Randy Davidson was doing Coach Joe Beesman Hall, and they called him the Beesman. <laughs> and uh, I took over from there, you know, uh, once Randy left, and started doing the Beesman. But many people do not know that Joe B. Hall, the B stands for Beesman. That is his actual middle name. I don't name. think I knew that. Really? Yeah, that is his middle name. <laughs> you learn something new every Which day. Which is an odd middle name. But let's talk about your middle name. Well, No. Wow. Why did because, you do this? Well, because it's it's a very unique middle name. It but, really is. But, but you want to keep it a secret, We'll right? save that for okay. another episode. We'll save it. No, but this, so the first time I ever heard you do the Beesman on the radio, I was like, that's not you. I was like, what? Get out of town. And then uh, you let me come with you to the studio one time. And I was there at the radio station watching you do it and seeing everything get put together. And I was like, oh, my gosh. That's me. That's me. Well, how about them apples? And then you got even more crafty that you rigged your own phone microphone thing so you didn't even have to go to the studio every week yeah yeah i started doing this the uh voices from home and recording everything and sending it into terry so uh that saved me gas and and time but um i did that for years i get i did that from 19 so you had a long 90, career in radio in 1998 i think is what i started with terry and i was doing wamz before that um, I did WHKW, which was the Hawk. So um, when we you were Jeff Kelly, then Cactus Jack. Cactus Jack, yeah. But I I don't know. It was it was fun. You know, I was young. But um, what was I even talking about? Um, yes, I I was in radio with Terry from 1998, doing voices until the pandemic. Yeah. And then when the pandemic hit, everything stopped, and we really didn't pick things back up. And I really thought that, you know, that's probably the last I would ever do, you know, as far as mm-hmm. voices for Terry. And he had always said, you know, if we can find a way to move, you know, through this and, and throw some voices in every now and then, I, I'll give you a call. And he called me this week. Yeah. He said, hey, would you want to do uh, Beesman again? So so we brought Beesman back and he's in heaven because Joe B. Hall passed away. Mm-hmm. The, the legendary coach passed away a couple of years ago. So this is the Beesman calling from heaven. And I think it worked because it was, it was such a funny character. And it's just a fun, even though you do okay. poke a lot of jabs at UofL. Let's put, let's just put a clip in here right now. Okay. This is, this is a little clip from, <laughs> from the radio that I did with Terry. Perfect. Oh, here I am. Hey, uh, Larry. Yeah. Let me see. You ain't a get no prettier, you punkin' bald head, pencil neck, crooked nose, pimple face, loser, Bill Cardinal, bootleg. <laughs> 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 
Well, that is what's happening. He's a UK spy, Larry Minter. We figured. You Euless spellers fell for it, hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> so that's it. Ah, that that's sounds it. so good. I yeah. hope I hope the Beesman gets to make a couple more appearances and maybe a couple of the others. Yeah, I hope I hope I get to. Can Humphrey know, have his own segment, Terry, Humphrey, if you hear this? Oh, God, no. I don't, I don't know what so. Humphrey would call in I, about, I don't, but I don't need this it. would be good. <laughs> okay, so that was, that was pretty cool. Um, I like hearing about your radio career, and for those of you listening that didn't know, that's where that velvety voice comes yes, from. Yes, a man of many talents. Oh, you didn't even do your Vincent Price. Vincent Price? Or not Vincent Price. I'm thinking of... Oh, um, <laughs> I guess I could work something up, but I don't no, know. No, um, James Cagney. James Cagney? Not, oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> James Mason there. Oh, Third James time's Mason. the charm. Wow. James Mason, yes. James Mason. Yeah. <laughs> but now that I think about it, you should be able to do a Cagney. Yeah. <laughs> we'll work on I that probably, for next I week. I probably did Cagney before. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. But anyway, that, so that was a good thing this mm-hmm. week. There's just been a lot of... Yeah. It's one of those weird... Weeks in January where we're kind of, I don't know, in the middle of like a bunch of different projects, kind of getting ready for the year and for the tea season, for derby season. Do you know? Well, now when this airs, this won't be 100 days out. But right now when we are recording this, this is 100 days out till derby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, of course, are a derby gal. Yes. I for am those a derby of you gal. that do not know, she has been featured in many, many a newspaper and magazine uh, throughout the years for her beautiful hats. And uh, just her charming, uh, oh, wow. charming, charming look <laughs> that she possesses, just naturally, actually. But uh, yeah, she she was in a, I think, on the Career Journal this week. Were you? I th- somebody sent me something today, which no. was exciting. It's it's yet to come with any free tickets, but I keep trying. Yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> but, but anyway, she has been making hats. All this yes. week in preparation for Derby because she sells Derby hats. Yeah, and my, my rule of thumb is uh, if I can sell enough hats, then I will use that to fund us being able to go. And I'm afraid to see what tickets will be oh, this year right. for the 150th. Exactly. People that talk about coming to the Derby, I don't think they have an idea of how much it's insane. a ticket. It's really crazy. And I understand that, you know, ticket prices in general have gotten way out of hand. Oh, yeah. I mean, to go to a concert anymore is and just service insane. And just all these extra... I think uh, NFL football games, if I remember right, I think NFL football games are around minimum $300 a piece. Minimum. And that's, that's like really upper level seats. We're going to need some more subscribers. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, it, it's crazy. Derby tickets, I mean, we're talking in the thousands of dollars. Well, and there's just so many different packages and tiers, and I don't know. It's it's and the one thing, insane. The one thing they've done in the last couple of years is that they now the tickets all are inclusive. all inclusive. Mm-hmm. So you have all of your drinks, all your food, and that includes alcohol. I was going to say, you could literally walk like the, when the mint julep guys come by and they're saying free mint juleps, they are. <laughs> I yeah. mean, you've paid for them, but uh, you can just 
Crabbages? Oh, yeah, you've paid for them. But, <laughs> but people, I mean, they will try to get their money's worth. Mm-hmm. So it seems a little dangerous to me for Churchill Downs to do that. But I guess they've weathered the storm. I mean, I, I, yeah. they, I don't think they're going back. So it sounds like this is something that's, you know, going to be here for a while. I would think anyway. But anyway, so you've been making a lot of hats. Making a lot of hats. A lot of hats. There's hats all over the place. There's hats all over our stairs. I don't know what that is about. Uh, I'm trying to do a little photo shoot. I'm doing oh. a little teaser. So okay. if you follow um, follow us on social media, you might have seen a couple of teasers go out. But these are not your simple um, run-of-the-mill fascinators and hats. This year they got really big. Yeah. Well. For the 150th, I was like, let's go big or go home. Ladies and gents, these hats be real big. <laughs> and, and that's another thing that's going to drive ticket prices up this year in particular, is that it's the 150th yes. running of the Kentucky Derby. Isn't that wild? 150. That's yeah. that's pretty amazing when you think about it. And it's never stopped this entire time. Like uh, other during than, World War II? I think, well, maybe it was World War II and the pandemic kind of shifted things around, but I think it still ran. Oh, really? Okay. All right. I don't know. You're You're the Derby gal. I don't know. Oh, I'm excited yeah, and about And you can it. see her, too. If you go to the Derby Museum in Louisville, you will see her on the wall Ooh, of the Derby Museum. Ooh, this might be a fun time to announce this. So um, if you head to the Kentucky Derby Museum sometime this year, you might see a couple of outfits that you might recognize. We are going to be featured um, in the museum's exhibit showing 150 years of fashion at the Kentucky Derby Museum oh. starting this derby. How about that? Pretty I'm cool. Really, like, I couldn't believe it. But I have to give up my suit. You do, for a year. Now, yeah. they did They did say, could we submit an outfit or a look for the whole year? And then they asked if I wanted to submit something to the permanent collection. And I was like, oh, I don't know what I would... I don't know if I could commit to that because I like yeah. wearing it everything so we'll have to think about that but we definitely will have an outfit for the um first round of this museum exhibit so you can see our outfit there and we'll definitely share more about when that special exhibit opens and get ready because this hundred days i feel like are, are gonna fly by oh yeah yep Yep. So that's that's one of our many projects that we've got going on. She's been making hats. We've been working on music. At least I've been working on music. Um, with the uh, the band has had a little bit of a shift. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rosie and the Rockabillies. So we're we're kind of changing our our approach to uh, our set list we're and expanding the expanding. repertoire. Yeah. So we're working on a lot of mu- music, and I'm working on music and myself uh, also for our duet that we do. So. Uh, that's something I've been working on this mm-hmm. week in particular. Um, We've got a lot of new music, a lot of fun stuff. And yeah. with Rosie expanding, we're not going anywhere. Don't worry. We're just going to make it even more fun. Because let's be honest, I loved the idea of us doing like true rockabilly songs and that whole vibe. And we never really did that. And it's that's fine. So we're just going to kind of embrace the songs that we know and love fun and stuff. that have been fun and yeah. just adding more to that. And then with our duet, Tin Pan Alley Cats, we've started to kind of combine some of the themes that we have done in the tea room. And uh, yeah. for those of you that don't know that we do our themed tea parties and a lot of them have started to incorporate music as we got a lot of feedback and people saying they really liked the music and 
the different themes musically that we did last year. So we started to put that into our Tin Pan Act. So we've expanded from being 20s to go all the way up through 80s? Into the 80s, yeah. yeah we got some well, even the 90s, I guess, if, with Creep. Well, that's true, yeah. I never thought about that. So some of them, they still do have that vintage twist to them, but now we've got, we've even, we're, well, we're going to play for the Eclipse in April. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. Uh, the eclipse We've got a space to, music booking. <laughs> the Eclipse will be passing directly uh, through or over. I don't know how you say that. But anyway, the, the Eclipse of the Sun that takes place in April mm-hmm. of this year and three months away, um, it will pass through southern Indiana. And I think 100% totality will be right across the Evansville area yeah. up through maybe Bedford. Uh, it kind of moves northeast. So uh, we're going to be a- appearing uh, for a space music <laughs> Isn't um, that awesome? yeah, gig that we're going to be doing at the museum in Evansville. It's the, uh, the military museum there in Evansville. So we're and we've doing got that. some space couture that I'm just going to go ahead and bring our helmets. Oh, yeah. Well, well absolutely. We're going to wear the helmets. <laughs> I can guarantee you that. And I can't believe I got that on, re- on recording here. Oh, yeah, you we're, are going to wear we're, the helmet. Okay. Yeah, I mean, April 8th, right? I think that's what that is, April. I believe that's I think right. that's it. Yeah, so. It's on the website. I already put well, it up there. But yeah, we'll be you. doing some space music in Evansville. Yeah. And then, my goodness, uh, I think we talked about the coloring book. But I am working on a book that honestly has been on my to-do list for for many and many a year, um, it's going to be called Only in Louisville. It's a really cute book. It's kind of like, uh, in my mind, it's kind of like a love letter to this city, because that is my hometown. I'm a Louisville, Kentucky gal, born and raised. Um, and it's got little snippets of local history of, I mean, honestly, history that's pretty much well known outside of Kentucky, but it's kind of things that Kentucky's known for and that Louisville's known for, but it's got a little bit of something for locals and maybe for visitors. I would say that's the cool thing about the book is that locals will find it interesting, but also out-of-towners mm-hmm. will really find it interesting because it'll pinpoint things about the city that they are no doubt unaware of and that it can be used for tourism and mm-hmm. you know they can kind of plot out what they want to see, what they want to do, but it's uh, all hand-drawn. and Yeah, they're all little illustrations yeah. with little kind of remarks about the item or like for example I've got a section just um, about the different neighborhoods you know Crescent Hill the Highlands Nulu downtown all of that I've got a section about foods that are just local to Louisville of course the cocktails and the drinks and some local personalities so there'll be little illustrations and kind of little snippets preserving history and just kind of keeping the a and little it, nod to and it's a legitimate book. I mean, it's a hardback book mm-hmm. with I don't know how many pages. But it's going to have a lot of pages, it's, and it's, I'm having it's thick. It's thick. I'm having a lot of fun researching all the little tidbits and such that I want to include. So be yeah. looking for only in Louisville, hopefully around Derby time, and it'll be a nice little gift for friends coming out of town or just to have on your own bookshelf. Yeah, it's very cool. Okay, when we come back, we're going to talk about a road trip that we uh, took to NOLA to New Orleans and some exciting news that uh, we're going to be going back. Yes! We'll be talking about that in just a little bit. Now, don't 
forget that you can send us a message if you have a question that you've always wanted to know and you want to ask us directly. You can go to the website, down on the homepage, drop down to the podcast, and then click on the podcast link and it will direct you to our form where you can ask us your question. And we've got some questions, I think, a little later on, right? Yeah, we've got some really good questions this week. So thank you for sending those in. Please keep writing, and uh, we'll see if we get to one of your questions in some of these next episodes. Okay, cool. So let's talk Nolens. New Orleans, we were down there for uh, the New Year's. We uh, were down there for four days, I guess. We spent some time um, in in the heart of the downtown old New Orleans area, but we were also in the Bywater area where we yeah. stayed, which we had never been before. So that was kind of totally cool. new area. We to explored us. some of the sites there and some of the little smaller restaurants and eateries. So that was kind of fun. And it was nice change of pace. We've um, spent a couple of different New Year's in Savannah, which Savannah, hands down, is my favorite place to visit. But we thought, let's try somewhere else. And we knew this time of year when it always kind of gets us down and it's cold and gray, we just want to go south. So we thought, who else would do a party as fun as what we had experienced in Savannah? We thought, well, we got to go to NOLA. Yeah, yeah. The big easy. And I'm this is sure our five, sixth trip. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, well, you love New Orleans. I do. Yeah. I and love the Savannah, atmosphere and, and the food and the music and all the neighborhoods, which I'm glad that we did kind of explore outside the box. We like to look up different Airbnbs mm-hmm. in the area, and we found this great place called Ravenwood Manor in the Bywater, and it was it was so charming. It was... When I was researching that area, they said it was like the cooler part of New Orleans that you really didn't know was there. Yeah. Like, it's such a cool, artsy neighborhood. You're just down the way from Frenchman Street where all the great music is. You're you're not in the bourbon uh, street area. So you're kind of out of the touristy section, and it feels like where the locals hang maybe mm-hmm. yeah but there were lots of nice little eateries there and the bywater um, bakery the, and then we also went to a couple of museums i know the one yes jam nola was very cool that was just incredible and oh it's hard to describe but it's like a it's a tribute to new orleans by all of the pageantry and the history and the colors and the textures and just all of these great rooms that you walk through. And it, how would you describe it? It's just like it's a, joy. Yes. It's art. Oh, and I it's, see what you did there. Okay. And it's music. Joy, art, and music. Oh, jam. That's clever. Thank you. Okay. I just want to explain <laughs> where the jam nola came from because I'm sure there were people out there. What's a jam nola? It was great. Look it up if you're in New Orleans and don't miss your chance to go because we, we went to Bywater Bakery and had some very, very tasty treats. And then we kind of moseyed down, went to Jam Nola. Let's see, we went to um, Dr. Bob's. Yep. Be Dr. nice Bob's. or leave. And we stopped <laughs> by um, the Country Club, which was just at the end of our street. That was wonderful it's this great bar and restaurant and they have a pool they're kind of known for their pool and we were just down for the park the park is mm-hmm. really pretty they've got crescent a crescent city park crescent city park right along the riverfront 
and it kind of leads all the way into downtown for the most part. Uh, but it's just a beautiful park. It was really nice. And, and we, we even watched the uh, fireworks yes. from there on uh, New Year's Eve. Oh, should we go into New Year's Eve? We were a bit naughty, but I think it's okay. <laughs> no, listen, we were in New Orleans, so what do you expect? <laughs> so we didn't, we had no plans really, other than uh, I knew I was going to get us reservations at Commander's Palace for Sunday, New Year's Eve jazz brunch. I watched that reservation like a hawk. I thought, okay, it's going to fall on Sunday. We'll be down there for jazz brunch. That's the only plans I had for the rest of the day. And then we were just going to make it up. Yeah. And then we thought, okay, where can we go to really have a good time? I mean, obviously you brought like 20 different outfits, so we had to get your fourth outfit of the day in. So um, we were going to do like a a 20s look for that evening. Mm -hmm. And we found out about a... um, It was a Gatsby party party, at one of the hotels. And again, we had no plan. So I was just kind of looking around online, found that they were having this Gatsby party and I went to go get tickets like they were there and then they were gone so yeah we thought okay well let's let's try something else and we kind of moseyed around I guess we we restaurant and bar hopped a little bit we yeah, went kind of hotel bar and we, uh, hotel hopped we just kind of wanted to see the sights see the people that were dressed up and see what was going on and then we ended up stopping back at the country club and the bartender mentioned well you know a lot of people go and watch the fireworks from the pier mm-hmm. at crescent city park so we thought oh okay well that's a good game plan because and, and it's so hit and miss between who you talk to. Some people were like, I wouldn't be caught dead in Jackson Square during the flirtily drop. And then some people were like, oh, it's great. There's, you know, you're staying along by the river and you're fine. Yeah. I, I've never once uh, felt any fear or I felt like I was in danger in any way yeah. in New Orleans. And I know a lot of people... Um, and I know people have had some bad experiences, my, my daughter uh, being one, but um, we, uh, we've never really had any problem. And I, it may be because we, we look a little special, you know, or you, you look a little <laughs> special anyway. I mean, you, you know, you look high end, so. I don't know maybe. if that, no, I think it's, I think the vintage look kind That's of. That's probably it. I don't know. It just takes people aback for a minute, and they're just kind of like, "Oh." But how many people like stop and ask you, "Can I take your picture? Can oh, I take a picture with this?" Yeah. <laughs> or right. they say, uh, "Are you guys in a show? Or where did you come from? What are yeah, you where, doing?" Where, we're where, like, "I." Where are you going? <laughs> moseying around. Yeah, we're just walking. But we thought, okay, well, if nothing else. We'll end up and we'll watch the fireworks back at the pier. So we kind of made our way into the quarter and. I thought, you know what? Maybe let's just walk up to that hotel that's having the Gatsby party just to see what's going on. And we just walked in. <laughs> we, there was a bit of a line. I mean, they, and I said, there's nobody at. They the surely door. won't come back and try to charge us if they hear this. Well, they won't be listening. But anyway, yes. I didn't mention the hotel. So yeah. there. Okay, there you go. All right. Yeah. <laughs> just in case. There was a long line. It was like, can we just poke our head in and see? We just kind of, you know, roaming around I said, the lobby. follow me, walk it. <laughs> and she just takes off. And it's like, okay, well, I guess I got to follow you. And Did I mention those cocktails are mighty strong that they make there in the fine city of New Orleans? Uh, I don't know. You're pretty brave anyway. <laughs> that, you know, that's just the way you are. But yeah, we just walked right in, walked right past the people that were taking the tickets. They kind of looked over at 
you oh, as you walk. Yeah, See, as you I, have a, in, I yeah. have a goal. I'm like, you just yeah, walk in and then you just I was watching because I was trailing <laughs> and I one of them looked over at you and I thought they were going to say something and they just, of course, they were busy. So they had to get, you know, back to their busy work of trying to check people in and, and they were scanning barcodes on mm-hmm. people's phones. So they just kind of let it go and, and you look like, you know, I guess you could have checked in before and you I were was going to, my backup just, plan yeah. was that I was going to be one of the greeters because oh, we right, have yeah. done that before yeah we have we've, we've done, done that a lot yeah. at different we, we events greeters. we are hired to be greeters or mm. to just and kind of roam the room in costume so i thought that's right. gonna be my backup plan i'll just go in but it was fine yeah i think we actually maybe contributed oh, I was to the say, party we, a little we, bit yeah i don't want to say we were the best part of the party but we livened it up we a sure bit. livened it up because th- that was a dead dead party and it w- i felt bad for the like the camera crew, and yeah. you know that the, like they had hired these photographers and even a filmography guy that was kind of roaming around, and mm. nobody was out on the dance floor. Everybody's doing that awkward. I'm just kind of standing around the perimeter of the room, and there was a great band playing. So I thought, well, let's just go out there and maybe see if we can get people started to dancing, which we did. So we I did. feel like yeah. we added. We did. We added to the added to the definitely. We they are lucky that we crashed their party. Let's be honest. I mean, come on. We did. We crashed the party in New Orleans on New Year's Eve. And I just think that's that's what you do. So anyway, uh, we had that trip and came back and it was wonderful. Mm -hmm. And a couple of days later, I think you chimed in and you were like, Let's go back. I was like, are you serious? Don't mess with me. Well, I was looking at the calendar and I, I noticed that Mardi Gras was a little earlier this year. So it's like, you know, we've talked about doing Mardi Gras before and we've had some friends that have done Mardi Gras that have mm-hmm. said to us, you guys would like, love. Why haven't you gone? Yeah. Well, you would <laughs> love Mardi Gras. Why haven't you gone to Mardi Gras? So we're going to go to Mardi Gras. We're going to go to Mardi Gras. And I started, that's something else that took up some time this week. I started to pack because we've read and heard that, you know, no costume is too big or too outrageous. Right. So this will be really interesting to see what you come this up This is going to be like Halloween in winter. Mm-hmm. I kind yeah. of like, ooh, Oh, I like Mardi Gras. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it is kind of odd that we've never been because it is right up. I mean, it's it's you to a T. So I anyway. might never come back. We're going to have to start filming these yeah. live from New Orleans. We got lucky and we found an Airbnb uh, down mm-hmm. there, um, which I really didn't even know if we'd be able to find a place because we decided, you know, after the first year. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, after the first year. So uh, we did find a nice Airbnb that's very close by. I think it's in like maybe four or five blocks of Jackson Square. So it's just right there. Um, And then there are all kind of parades. I am really excited about these. Cruise, C-R-E-W-E-S, Cruise. And they, it's like, I don't know how you explain that. Oh, is it K? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's right. It's K. K (laughs) K-R-E-W-E-S. Yes. So how would you describe that? They're like, kind of like a Like little communities, uh, right? Yeah, kind of like a social group that they, I mean, I don't know that they do anything throughout the year. That's why we're going to Mardi Gras. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. out. Yeah, we're going to find out. So anyway, that's So we better start packing for that. My gosh. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? We're going to have to take the trailer. (laughs) 
I mean, yeah. I don't know what will be. I will have to take a couple of trunks, obviously. I, I mean, I have a couple of headpieces. There's going to be some wigs. I don't oh, know. What are you There's... talking about? Taking the uh, astronaut suits with the helmets? Oh, and I'm taking Ariel and Sebastian. And so, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> we'll see if that happens. Okay, so stay tuned for those photos and more stories about that. So we'll tell you more uh, about Mardi Gras when we come back. But let's let's get to some questions. We had some good questions. Questions. So let's see. Um, Barbara from Virginia says, On the tea parties, Carrie says she washes the dishes afterwards. The food looks delicious for the teas. Who selects the menu and teas and does all of the prep and cooking? If you say Carrie, then she needs a raise, Jeff. <laughs> I didn't make that up. It was there. <laughs> it was written in. I can show you. I'm the one that needs a raise. <laughs> no, he should win Husband of the Year award for putting up with more than half of the themes that I think of. <laughs> yeah, and and I do it out of my own good heart there because he is. I don't, I don't get anything, <laughs> I don't get anything out of this. Uh, so you get the joy and laughter's and smiles I, that I enjoy. I come enjoy. From I enjoy socializing with the people at the tea room. Yes, so. but so it's I do um, I do all the prep and I select the menu and I make my own tea blends and I I kind of work with a local bakery and I select the menu and they cater the food and it's just kind of a a good hybrid of what we do but um I definitely set up all the dishes and clean them up and for me, it, the prep and the layout of putting all of the accoutrements, that's my favorite. Yeah. Like I love setting up for a tea party and putting all the special touches if it's a theme and just, well, even for a regular afternoon tea, I just love setting all the place settings. So um, I'll be looking for my race Your soon. Race. <laughs> I'll be looking for mine too. So we're both going to be out there searching. Um, okay, next we have Sandy from Indiana. She says, I love all of your outfits. Why, thank you, Sandy. Um, how many do you have, and how many rooms does it take to store them? Oh, goodness. Oh, my gosh. We're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> I still think you need to do a video at some point to just give people an idea of the vast amount of dresses and <laughs> outfits and hats and shoes that I you have. I am a clothes horse. I get it. Yes. Yeah. It's a crazy. I honestly, pro- I don't know how many. I counted. There's I know. I, I know I counted, I think back during the pandemic. And this was. Oh, before, that was a while ago. <laughs> well, I mean, it was just a couple of years ago, what, two or three years ago. And I counted and you had over 500 dresses. Oh, goodness. Well, so. Well, maybe that'll be a fun little project. I know that's, oh, that's another another book that I talked about doing is some kind of like coffee table book of outfits and uh, more as like a catalog for myself to keep everything in order. But then it might be like, I can't believe I have this in my closet. There's some weird pieces in there. Now let me just say too, I got to think about that. I, I didn't sit there and count individually 500 dresses because that sounds really bad. That sounds like, wow, what a petty husband he must be. No, no, you contribute to the I, problem a lot. I, I just kind of grouped them like in 10 groups of 10 or 12. And I, I could see, okay, that, that thickness is about 10 dresses. And so that's kind of how I did it. 
But I was just curious because people ask me all, all the time, you know, how many, how much clothing does she have? Where is she stored all? You've got three or four closets, plus you've got a bedroom that we have turned into your boudoir. Yes, that was a lovely yeah. um, stay-at-home COVID project. One of the spare bedrooms that was like, this... <laughs> I mean, we're not really ever using this. Let's make this a little bit more purposeful. So now it is uh, a whole uh, closet. It's a closet. It's a bedroom is a closet. So when I moved, everything that's in the boudoir is all my true vintage, plus I would say the majority of my hats. Yeah, I would say yeah, most of your hats are in there, yeah. And then some of those derby hats are going to have to go into my art installation that I have in the back of the house, my derby wall. Just, I need a different place to hang them. Yeah. And you do have kind of two categories of dresses. You've got true vintage, mm -hmm. and then you've also got dresses that, I call them retro because they're, they're new. Reproduction made to, vintage. Yeah, they're yeah. new, made to look old. So I've got a lot Oh, I've got a lot of closets. Let's just say that. And rule of thumb, don't open any closets at our house. Yeah. Stuff might come tumbling out. Uh, and then Stacy from Kentucky has a few questions. Uh, where do you guys store all of your costumes and props and all of those things? I'm dying to know this. So, well, another part of that, I think this is more related to our costumes and props for the tees. Mm. So we got a little inventive last year. Or no, was that last year? Yeah, just last year. Um, in our basement, where the majority of our tea room stuff is kind of put away into categories, like I'll have all of my Halloween in a certain box, all of my Christmas, all of our princess teas, they're all kind of separated out. So I know here's all my stuff for spring and summer teas, here's all my stuff for fall and winter and the holidays. And then you built us a bar. Mm -hmm. Nice big bar in the basement. That, that doubles the storage. storage. It's got a storage area underneath of it. So we've got much more storage now. And you, we've got another little back area in the basement mm -hmm. that you had once used as kind of an art studio that now we've turned into storage. So there's there's a lot of stuff stored in there. But and all then the of the garage, the garage is full. We've got a nice big two car garage and it, it basically houses most of our outdoor decorations and some of our indoor stuff for Christmas as well. So yeah, there's a lot of pieces. That's another project for when it, thank goodness, gets warmer. We'll have to organize everything oh, yeah. in there. But yeah, there's there's stuff stored pretty much in every inch of the hey, house. We're fortunate that we have <laughs> a, a very nice big house that we can use it for storage. <laughs> it's a giant storage building. And then um, her other part is also when you first met, did your families get along? Did everyone blend seamlessly or were there challenges? Love you both. Well, love you too, Stacy. Thank you for writing in. Uh, I, I mean, it sounds like on paper it should not have worked, but it was... Yeah. Like, it was seamless. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I expected when, to be honest, I don't think I've ever told you this, but um, I expected to get, you know, kind of pushback from your parents. Knowing, oh, mom and dad listening. Yeah, that, <laughs> knowing that it's like, okay, there's this big age difference here. And, you know, that you're their daughter, only daughter. So I expected kind of a pushback and things to... To not go very smoothly, but uh, they went they, it was, you know, wonderfully smoothly. I think they were just glad to get you out of the house. Oh. I think that's more more what it was oh, than anything. Oh wow! I you mean, started off so cute, and then you just. I mean, since you've left, they've t 
totally changed the house. So I think they were just waiting for you to leave. No, and I, I pulled think, you out. They're probably no. they're probably, you know, very grateful to me <laughs> for actually taking you away. So you're oh, welcome. Cactus Jack, go take a break. You're welcome, John and Diane. <laughs> no, but I think it it really did like I, I loved your mom and dad and Courtney and Dustin and Jared, it was just kind of like mm-hmm. it all worked out fine. Now, for those of you who don't know, I've got three three kids uh, from a previous marriage, so she uh, became an instant stepmom. And and Courtney and Dustin, well, and Jared, they were all even in the wedding, and I loved yeah, yeah, having yeah. them a part of the whole day and and just having having them come over for dinners too. Yeah. Yeah, and you're you're a grandma too. Oh my gosh, <laughs> we're gonna have to do a lot of editing. <laughs> no, cut off. no, no, yeah, I know you don't like that told, but I mean that, that's kind of oh cool. Oh my god, but you are. But anyway, so our family, my family, and my gosh, I mean that nobody, my family's too sweet, so they wouldn't say anything to you. <laughs> What's that mean? I don't know, but we had no problems that I know of. So that's kind of where that answer is supposed to go. Okay. We'll talk about that later. Okay. <laughs> well, I think that's going to be be it for yeah. this this episode. Seems like it went like like 10 minutes or something. I, I don't know. It was really quick. I probably rambled a lot. But oh. anyway, we'll we'll catch you guys next week. Don't forget you can still send us in your questions and we are now on Apple. So if you have Apple Podcasts, you can follow our Technicolor Life on there and join our website if you want to have more information and if you don't have an Apple phone, you can still listen to our podcast. Just go to www.ourtechnicolorlife.com and subscribe to our website. Absolutely. We'll try to do this again next week. Maybe. We'll be here. Okay. All right. <laughs> See you then. Bye, folks.